From Chi-Town to the Ville. Nap-Town to the Natty. Hype is where it's at. For music and news. From hip-hop to Hollywood. Attention listeners. Attention listeners. Log on to thehypemagazine.com. For the hottest hip-hop and urban magazine you've ever seen. It's the 411 on the world of entertainment. New releases. And, and more. more. Just log on to thehypemagazine.com. In stores now at 7-Eleven. Kmart. Target. Barnes & Noble. Marsh. Chicken say as well as all mobile devices. Hype. How you perceive everything. Yo, what's up, y'all? Welcome to the King of Underground Media. I am your host, T-Rex, enjoying this lovely day down in the south, south Atlanta, north Auburn, Alabama. It's where we are broadcasting from. Just thankful and blessed to be here, to be able to provide you all with another podcast of the Live by Terrence show. We got some guests coming up at the top of the hour. Very much looking forward to this interview. We'll also have Jermaine's coming up shortly. It's just a lovely day, sunny. When the time is about to go, it's about it's about that time for the spring. You know what that means? Spring break. Spring break going down in Florida right now. Cancun, all the hot spots, all the, the cold spots too. Some people go skiing or go to the mountains, spring break. But when I, when I think of spring break, I think about sun, the beach, just having a good time with family and friends. We got the boss, the boss in the building. We got Jermaine up in the building. <laughs> Like you got something in your mouth or something? <laughs> got a lot of shape in my mouth, y'all. My bad. <laughs> yeah, you got a lifesaver. <laughs> your fault. Yeah, it, it's all good though. Oh yeah. oh yeah. How was your week? Oh yeah, you went to the wagon wheel. The wagon wheel. Yesterday. Yes, I did. Yeah. How Man. was that? It was more family friendly than the pub will ever be. But the bands were so much better. Hard Guns was there. I mean, of course, I got to give out to a shout out to my coworkers <laughs> and her husband, Kelly, and and uh, everybody other other band Hard Guns. Excuse me, I'm I need to get this, this lifesaver out my mouth, but. You know how that goes. Yeah, why you got a life saving mouth, man? I had to make my breath smell good, you know, even though we're on the radio. I mean, come on, man. Ooh, we ain't got no smell of it, so it goes. Well, you know, you know, you never know with some, with some people. Yeah. But shout out to Mama Rex. What's going on, Mama Rex? <laughs> yeah, she definitely in the background. Man, we got Jelly Roll coming on later on. Yes. Mm. Jelly Roll and, and also Kalisa. I, I know you probably don't know who Kalisa is, but she performed at the Redemption Live concert uh, the weekend of Bob Marley's birthday. Oh. Uh, yes. So she would definitely be on as well, too. So she got like a little bit of a soulful reggae sound to her? Yes. Yes. Uh, she would be. <laughs> yes, I do too. She will be on live from Jamaica. She will be dialed into the show. I'm definitely looking forward to that interview. Yeah. I wish I was in Jamaica and enjoying that 94-degree <laughs> weather they had down there today. You know, but 
It is what it is. No, oh, it's not bad here. Eight away. I mean, I've been sitting around the house enjoying the breeze, you know, and enjoying enjoying my pants for the first time in hmm, been a while. Oh man. <laughs> Oh man! It's been a while, you know. My dad's been working. My mom's been churching a lot lately, so got a chance to hang out with the family for a little bit. Okay. Yeah, I did too. You know, the kids. There was the kids' weekend, so they are here. They just happen to be occupied at the moment. Oh, um, good. They, they ain't. They ain't got to roast me. <laughs> not yet, but then you know they oh, will. Not yet. <laughs> See how that goes. People. We family, and you see how he does me? Man, you know it's all good, though. But we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to be back with the guest host. But like I said, you're not a guest host anymore. We're going to call him host Jermaine. We'll be right back. I can get away. 
Waiting on the turn up to get away. Waiting on the get away. New fellas ain't rockin' in, uh, same bitch just droppin' in, uh, why you sound like lots of them, well, can't be the better jacket than, through the lights on my own, I get away, new bike, new stage, new life, new game, new price, same vision, new hype, if I can get away, at Thieves Crib, if I can get away, like a villain on a getaway, see the pedal break, welcome back to the King of Underground Media with T-Rex and Jermaine in the building, we're just talking about St. Patrick's Day. It is, you know, we uh, we we live down the street from the Irish Bread Pub in West Point, Georgia. Uh, Savannah is number two biggest uh, St. Patrick's Day party in America. Of course, you know Boston is number one. But we want to consider West Point and, and now Valley, <laughs> Alabama, yeah. as one of the big St. Patrick's Day venues. Um, uh, we good friends with a band called High Rock Guns, and uh, I heard they showed out last night. Uh, they did. They did. Jay Hinkle, of course. Big shout out to Jay Hinkle. Back doing his thing after a big time accident. But yeah, yeah, I remember that man. I remember that he he, he almost died from mm-hmm. that too. He had many many leg surgeries, and he had his um which leg what leg was uh, amputated? The left leg was amputated. Left leg. Yeah, he was fighting for his life, and I'm I'm glad, but you know, by the graces of God, that he's still here. Oh yeah, then you know, a couple of weeks ago, you know, he tried out for America's Got Talent. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh man, he I, didn't make it through, but mm-hmm. you know, the fact that he's back and doing his thing makes it a whole lot worth it. Yeah, so he probably gonna try to go try it again. Then and... I hope so. You know, the voice trials is soon too. So. Oh man. I'm going to go out the Yeah, sound like a broken house John Legend. I mean, just John, not Legend. <laughs> not a Legend. Mm-mm. John, uh, mm-mm. <laughs> man, I, I, man, I, I hate the fact that I missed it though, because we were promoted for the pub, so we were contractually obligated to be yeah. there, but you know. With me having the the work, you know, the, the IT side of, of my career, mm-hmm. I had to miss out on the fun. Yeah. Yeah, I try to, you know, trying to communicate with you and stuff, but you know, I ain't want to bother you too much because I, I know you ain't want to be sitting on Facebook and you out trying Man, to party and stuff. I was, I, you know, I was out, and it was all good because I was watching the UFC last night and and one of my one of my new favorite spots around Auburn, Opelika. Bob's Victory Grill. If you hadn't been there, if you're around here and you know Bob's <laughs> Victory Grill, the beer is cold, the food oh, is good, and oh, the man. fries are excellent. Just enough salt on them the way you won't have a heart attack. Yeah, so we ain't never been to the Bob Victory's Grill. So, I mean, what, what, what's in there? What, what's, what's the like about it? It's a very intimate spot. And us being Auburn men, us being Auburn men, there's two Auburn men that are owners of the bar. Okay. Home field advantage. Yes, sir. <laughs> and everywhere you go in there is nothing but Auburn memorabilia from Chris Davis's run to a picture of Cam Newton, like a like one of those fat heads mm-hmm. on the ceiling. It's pictures of Bruce Pearl. Shout out to Bruce Pearl. Oh, yes. Shout out to Bruce Pearl and then Auburn Tigers, War Eagle. 
War Eagle. Definitely. Oh yeah. I mean, it's real instrument. The food's real good. It's nothing like Buffalo Wild Wings where you can actually speak to somebody next to you instead of texting them from across the way. <laughs> across the table, I should say. So, I mean, dude, if you if you want to be there, there's one in Gulf Shores, there's one in Birmingham, one in Tuscaloosa, and one here in Auburn. I suggest y'all try it. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah, see, I didn't know that was a uh, like a chain. I thought it was, it was just it like four, it's just four stores. Okay, I mean, so it's really but still though, chain, it's, you know? that's not you know it's not local. Like you like you know your mom and pops type store. You just got that one store and they don't you know, have like anything. Mama Goldberg's, you know how Mama Goldberg mm-hmm. like blew up here in Auburn and then went mm-hmm. all around the state. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's kind of like that, but <laughs> I'm telling you, man, the pizza's good. They got pizza there, wings. Oh, man. I mean, the chicken tenders. I tried the chicken tenders personally for the first time. They were good. What, 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 kind, of, what kind of sauce you get? Oh, I got them plain, but, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, boy. No sauce? They were that good? No sauce, and they were that good. Man. You yeah. know, usually I get them dipped in, like, golden barbecue, which is one of the flavors they got up there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. Man, yeah, we, we need some of that. <laughs> yeah, we will be firing up the grill, doing the show, after the show. <laughs> now I'm broke, and I, I just feel bad, dude. That's all right. You gonna we're gonna put you on dishwashing, dude. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Hey, I gotta pay the piper. I just gotta pay the piper. You know. But nah, man, you let's know jump, you gotta do that. Jump into something that I know that we both got a passion for. Okay. The Chicago Bears. Oh man. <laughs> man, I wish I wish I had a sound bite right now. <laughs> the Undertaker. Extra <laughs> roll comes to the Bears. Yes, good pickup, big, good, good, good pickup. Overpaid or? Underperform. Well, you know how the free agent market is, man. It's, they're going to overpay to get the talent that they want. Mm-hmm. And, of course, they the people that they, they're going after, they ain't going to turn it down either. But, of course, when they get that contract, it's come with responsibility and added pressure, especially from the fan base. If you're paying... Andrea Rowe at $10 million, let's say $10 million a year or whatever, to come out there, and he only get one interception and maybe three tackles a game. You know, people going to question that. He's going to feel that pressure. He's no peanut Tillman. That's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah, that's a bit lost there, man. I mean, peanut Tillman, to me, was the epitome of what a Chicago Bear was and is. We got those Lance Briggs in the, in the mix, too. Yes. Brian Urlacher, too. Yes. I mean, when you look at it from that standpoint, he was a, how can I put it, a lifer, maybe? Mm-hmm. You know, one of those guys who you want to keep around no matter what circumstances it is, 
because you know he's going to give you what he's got. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You know, and two seasons cut short by the same injury, so that's that's what makes it so sad for me to see him go. Yeah. We need a change because the last three years of defense has gone down, and, you know, we are known as the monsters of the midway, and we thrive on defense. Defense is like our – it's like our scarlet letter or whatever or, or, or what we're about. And then for that to just be gone all of a sudden and trying to become this old shotgun, hurry-up offense, it, it hurts the, the reputation of what Chicago Bears is all about because we, we Chicago Bears represent the town, represent the city, the people, blue-collar. None of that finesse stuff, running reverses and trying to throw like two-yard hitch, I mean, two-yard passes and stuff like that. We, we about grinding it out and then playing defense, knocking people in their mouth. That's the kind of Chicago Bear team that I would like to see. I mean, I want us to go back to that Gail Sayers, Walter Payton, Neil Anderson, just grimy, nasty offensive linemen. I mean, we hadn't seen that since 85. Like, for real, for real. Yeah, we got Matt Forte, man. I don't know what's going on Matt with that. Matt Forte and Matt Forte, if you look at his numbers as a dual-purpose back, he's putting up the same type of career numbers as a Thurman Thomas. Whew, that's legendary. I mean, <laughs> you think about it. A Thurman Thomas, 15 years in the league, almost, what, 19,000 yards of total offense, something like that. I mean... And he's a pass catching, pass catching running back on top of that. Yeah. I mean, if you add somebody like him, I wish the Bears would have got someone like a Reggie Bush, and just made him an all out and out slot receiver. You know, and may and have him get in the backfield from time to time, and and take some of that that added pressure that Matt Forte is about to be under because of Jay Cutler. Yeah, that would have been a good move because he could have played a role of Devin Hester. Return kicks, punt, and then he was a decent receiver with the Bears, but Hester became a – to me, he was a better receiver with the Falcons on this past season. But, yeah, that that, that would have worked. That way you wouldn't have to mm-hmm. um, give out a load of Matt Forte because – uh, man, it's dirty how the Cowboys did DeMarco oh, Murray running him to the ground and then they want to even want to talk to him talking about supposedly they reached out to him Monday before um, free, agency, free agency has uh, started or whatever I mean that was just disrespect but uh, I'm glad he went to the rival team you know in some ways I wish he would have waited to see what kind of offers there were but in that same token, if you think about it, he did the right thing because ain't no way, no <laughs> way, if I rushed for over, almost 1,800 yards and did what I did for you, eight straight games of 100 yards rushing, and you treat me like the bottom of a shoe? Yes. And then not only that, I mean – Philadelphia, they went out and got Sam Bradford, who I think could thrive in this offense. 
And Ryan Matthews, who could thrive in this offense, you know. But I think with DeMarco Murray and, and Sam Bradford in the same backfield, I think you're going to see that security blanket a little bit more than what he had at St. Louis. But I also like what St. Louis did, too. Nick Foles. Nick Foles and Nick Fairley. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, former Auburn quarterback. Um, what's the kid after Brandon Cox or after um Cam Newton? Um, Barrett Trotter. Yeah, he's a he's the director of player personnel at at the Rams. He's got Trey Mason. He had Philip Lutzenkirchen, the late Philip Lutzenkirchen. And now he's brought in another Auburn guy in Nick Fairley. So, I mean, the Auburn connection's there, along with Trey Mason. Yeah. Yard rusher this past season. So, this is a team that's on the up and up. Yeah. I think Jeff Fisher is a undercover Auburn fan. Because then they get Lutz and Kirkland, too, at one time. Yeah, Lutz and Kirkland was there. That's free agent. Yeah. Stephen Clark, former punter at Auburn, was also on, on that roster also. Yeah, I think he has an infatuation with Auburn because you know, of the moves he made in the past. Barrett Trotter influence. <laughs> Barrett Trotter. <laughs> Barrett Trotter got the red pipeline to the yeah. St. Louis Rams. Yes. I mean, I like Jeff Fisher. He was on the '85 Bears. Yes, it was. Yes. Yes, it was. Was it? Yeah, he, yeah. Safety, wasn't it? Yes. Yes. So he 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 definitely a Chicago. Even though he might not have been born, he played on the '85 Bears. No said about yes. that. Yes. We ain't got to get in the sketch about '85 Bears. So I like Jeff Fisher as a coach. I hope Nick Foles can give give them what. Bradford couldn't, because Fisher deserves to be in the league. I hate to see him go through another seventy-nine season or don't make the playoffs. You know, have, like they have haven't been doing. Because um, he 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 needs a breakout year, and I think with those moves with Nick Fairley, maybe Nick Fairley would be healthy this year, and then of course with Nick Foles coming back from that collarbone injury, mm-hmm. maybe he can stay. As they started for the whole year, because with Bradford on the plan, less than fifty percent of the games that he was there, those eighty games, those five, well, it was a five season. He was yeah, there. five seasons he was there. But let's not discount Sam Bradford. When Sam Bradford was healthy, he mm-hmm. produced. Right. I mean, his touchdown to interception ratio was pretty good. No, yeah, yeah. So let's not discount Sam Bradford at all. I ain't gonna discount it because his offensive coordinator that that was there his rookie year is the offensive coordinator for the for the Eagles mm-hmm. now, so maybe he can get back to feeling comfortable with that signal caller, and then the Eagles' offensive line is way better than the St. Louis Rams. Oh yeah. So oh, yeah. and so he should be able to stay upright and be able to, to make those throws and, and be able to run that that hurry up offense. Um, because he he is he is a big guy, 
prototype quarterback. Mm-hmm. He has a nice arm, and he doesn't make turnovers. He don't doesn't create turnovers uh, like Foles was doing um, prior to having that collarbone injury. But hopefully, they can go another ten and six, and, and, and maybe make the playoffs. Exactly. Because people looking at Philadelphia like what, what's going on? Because some of the shady deals that they oh, have shady, hasn't been shady, <laughs> shady. I mean, I, I think that that was probably the worst trade, worst move of the post of of this offseason. I mean, what you think? What you think of Kirk Alonso? Keiko Alonso. He's one of those players, he's an acquired taste. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> period. I mean, either you like him or you don't like him. Either he's a good player or he's not. He's not a French player. Mm-hmm. He's a solid roster player. But is he worth the money that everybody's giving him? That would be determined. Mm. That would be determined because he was out the whole year with a ACL mm-hmm. tear. But he bought out his rookie year though. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he he led the Bills in tackles. One hundred and forty something tackles his, his rookie year. Yeah, so. that's that's balling. Oh yeah, I mean so. He was turned up. <laughs> after one year, does that make does that make a man? Not really, but that's true. I can just see his. I can see the potential there, but I just, mm, mm, mm. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. But we're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Girl, I see you. You're looking fine. I see you plotting to get in Girl, I treat you, give you some of the finest wine At the right that I'm calling it out on me Yeah, we the realest, realest up in the club Iced out, only stones on me Yeah, I see the bad chicks in the spot looking good And they all on me Yeah, stop messing with these lanes Want a real one, baby, you can call on me Looking good and they all on me. Yeah, 
Stop messing with these lanes, want a real one, baby, you can call on me, yeah. And the money's so long, don't worry about a thing, cause it's all on me, on me, on me, on me, that's all on me. Niggas to kill if a boyfriend try to harm me, run up on me. All I give is what's a loot and then you see an army. Shorty, all up on me. She call up on me when she feeling horny. We get to my crib, we get down like all night. Bend over, I hit that my doggy on and I'm alright. She know my team is where the cash is. Not my type of heart, not the fattest. She want me cause she hit about my status. She already gave the box to rappers. But I'm a die player, player. Middle finger to them haters. Tell your chick I see you later. Still self made, shorty, no favors. Girl, I see you. You're looking fine. I see you plotting to get in this life of mine. Girl, I treat you. Give me some of the finest wine. After I hit that. Smile in your face, and they stab you in the back. 
smile in your face, smile in your face, smile in your face, and they stab you in the back. Smile in your face, smile in your face, smile in your face, and they stab you in the back. Smile in your face, smile in your face. Smile in your face and they stab you in the back. When you close to the end, it be taking our own furloughs. Condemning ex-rippers who are switched in the church clothes. We see these issues, I tell you what's the worst, bro. They can't tell the difference between the curse and the church. Whoa, I can't blame him. How do you argue against? We exhaust and if he falls, we say how sorry he is. We keep bringing up the past, Atari it is. And if the tables have turned, then we hardly forgive. Stop looking at the specs. Remember where your plank is. Stop scheming on your family or your name. Is it blanked in? With Mr. Krabs, we'll give you anything you ask. Regardless of your past, man, we should always thank him. Should be known by charity, alive with the statement. Prayers are incense, and we're divided by the fragrance. How can I pray the heathen hate on you? Smile in your face, turn around and pray on you. You smile in your face, smile in your face. Smile in your face, and they stab you in the back. Smile in your face, smile in your face. Smile in your face, and they stab you in the back. Smile in your face, smile in your face. Smile in your face, and they stab you in the back. Smile in your face, smile in your face. Smile in your face, and they stab you in the back. Welcome back to the King of Underground Media with T Rex and Jermaine in the building. We're on the bottom hour. And we're just talking about the the March Madness bracket that just just came out. Uh, if you're watching CBS, uh, they made the announcement of the field of 68 at 6 p.m. Eastern time, right? Actually, right when we started. Mm-hmm. So well, we're just discussing um, the South the South region. Duke is the number one seed in that region, and. Um, Couple of matchups I like that. that the one that stood out to me was the SMU UCLA matchup. I think it's gonna be pretty good. Yeah. I like Larry Brown, man. Larry Brown just know how to win. It don't matter where he goes, man. The dude knows how to win. It was showing that SMU hadn't won a, a conference championship in basketball since like '88, since when mm-hmm. they was in uh, the Southwest Conference. Yep. So that that tells you. This dude is genius wherever he goes, man. Kansas, Indiana. Philadelphia, the, uh, did he coach at the Clippers Pistons. too? Clippers. Pistons, Pistons? Uh, SMU, the dude knows how to win, and I'm just just happy for him, man, because the dude is in his 70s, he's still on the coast, just as passionate as, mm-hmm. as someone that's getting a fresh start as a coach on any level, and for SMU to, to win a conference championship against the defending national champs, we don't even know if they're going to even make a tournament, Connecticut. For them to do that, you know, I definitely get a salute to Larry Brown. I like Larry Brown because AI was one of my favorite players of all time. And and having Larry, Larry Brown as a coach, man, is definitely, mm-hmm. definitely a shout-out to him. You know, and um, another another big shout-out, you know, you look at some of the guys like Kevin Ware. If you remember Kevin Ware and his story, the kid at Louisville that, that snapped his leg clean in two. He plays ball at Georgia State now. He's finishing up his degree playing ball at Georgia State. Georgia State goes out and wins the conference championship today also. Oh, yeah. And he scores 18 points in the game. So, I mean, that that's big time. You know, and hearing, oh, yeah. hearing about something like, you know, something like that from a man who 
that devastating of an injury where you had people throwing up on the sidelines to seeing what he's doing now is just a testament of will. Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. I can't wait. I can't wait to fill out a bracket. I love filling out the darn brackets, man. I fill out maybe two of them. And, and try to, you know, everybody trying to compete for a little million-dollar prize that they give out for ESPN, Yahoo Sports. It's pretty much any any bracket online, um, sports-affiliated website company that give away a million dollars. Of course, Warren Buffett, I don't know if he got that billion dollars on the table again for that perfect bracket, but, you know, that's not going to happen. But, hey, you, you know, maybe it happened just that one time, mm-hmm. though. A billion dollars, you get a perfect bracket, but the chances of that happening – I don't see it happening, but hey, it's worth a shot anyway to fill out a bracket team of six to four. I mean, six to four. <laughs> eight to six to eight. <laughs> I don't like that first round. I don't like the first four. Oh, so you don't really like the first four? I really don't like the first four. I mean, I don't know, man, because. It brings time. I mean, I understand of years. the excitement of it. Folks been running. T- mm-hmm. But it also messes up so many brackets because. They lose and they win. Some of them win. I remember that year VCU went through, the first, they went through the first four. <laughs> they, they made it. And made it to the Elite Eight. So, no. Yeah. I don't like it. Yeah, we, we gotta, we're going to have one of those Cinderella teams, man. I don't like it. <laughs> I, I really I really dig in the SMU team, man. Like I said, I did get to watch some of the um, – um, American Athletic Conference Championship against mm-hmm. Connecticut. He looked pretty good, man. I like Marcus Kennedy, man. He's a pretty pretty good guard. Yeah, yeah. He's he definitely fiery and I ain't gonna say he remind me of AI, but I I wouldn't go that far, but he is one of those point guards that just passionate and you just love that passion. Mm-hmm. But speaking of point guards, I mean did you see some of the pictures of Skylar Diggins here lately? No. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, let's get back to let's get back to the to the bracket here. Ooh. Yeah, yeah I got a question on, on Miss Skylar Diggins. I mean, Georgia Peach, you know. So. Uh, anyway. Oh, anyway. Oh, you know a whole bio. Huh? Hey, she from Georgia. I mean, you know that that's about all I know about her. You know, she she cute. Okay. But, yeah. <laughs> I ain't trying to get nobody in trouble, so I'm just going to say, oh, I'm just going to leave it at that. So. Well, Kentucky 34 0. Yeah. They're 34 0. Willie is going to be the player of the year. The nation's player of the year. You think so? I, I mean, with him mm-hmm. and Kyle Wiltshire at Gonzaga and. um. In uh, Okafor and Duke, those are the three leading players for for that award, you know. And Okafor won the ACC Player of the Year and Freshman of the Year mm-hmm. in the same season. Nobody's done and second straight Duke player to do that. Jabari Parker did it last year. Chicago mm-hmm. kids, Simeon High School, Southside, they represent. They represent. I mean, yeah, yeah, I, I like Kentucky. I like Collis Stein, man. He, I got respect for this dude, man. This dude guarded KT Harrell. KT Harrell is the shooting guard for Auburn. He's six one. Collis Stein is seven foot, powerful, 
mm-hmm. guarding a two guard and guarding him like he's a guard. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's almost as scary what he's going to do against a guy his size in the tournament. I mean. Yeah, he's he's good, man. I didn't know he was a junior. You know, because, like I said, yeah, and I'm not a Kentucky fan, so I don't really keep up with him. But yeah, I, I thought he was a freshman, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, and the, and the big question is, is will he stay or will he go? I'm sure he's coming out, man. He's been I there mean, three years. He's also one of those guys who's talked about staying to get his education, get a degree. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those things where if you've heard about what they're trying to do in football with the football guys, having them sit out to your eligibility, bringing back that old archaic rule. Yeah, that's crazy. I personally think that it would work for basketball because you'll get those four years out of those kids. They'll develop, and they won't have that pressure of becoming a pro athlete. So that's yeah. what I think this rule should apply it. But in terms of football players, I mean, they got to stay in school three years regardless. Whereas in basketball, you won and done. So I think this is where the this is where that rule should apply to basketball, not to football. It's funny you mentioned that. I know they've been running a story about this guy. He, he was uh, he got drafted by Indiana, and now he works at McDonald's, one of the McDonald's up there in Indiana. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that, that's a perfect example. I forgot the guy's name. I got to look it up. I forget his name too, but he played four years. He made he grossed four point four million before taxes, but now he's he, he's dead broke. I mean, mm-hmm. he's working at a McDonald's, and that's a perfect example. If you know, try to encourage them to. You know, try to you know if they go to got a scholarship to go to school, I can understand the one and done because hey, yeah, you, you got to go. Yeah, you got to go for your dreams. You know, if you feel like you're an NBA caliber player, you know, I'm all for it. At the same time, I wish it was some kind of kickback where um, they would still work toward getting their degree or whatever while they plan in the NBA. So if something happens where your your career is done in three or four years, which you know that's pretty much the average. Mm-hmm. Then you have something to fall back on, you know. But see, this guy here, I want to look up his name. He has two kids, and he end up dead broke. Mm-hmm. And the only thing he, he he can do, he went and got a job at McDonald's. And see, the way they did it, they had him working like a midnight shift because they didn't want him like wanted people to see him and stuff. Cause right. They recognized him because I. Once I, I say the name, man, I think it was, I think Har- it was a Harrison. Harrison, something like that. And I think he actually worked in the Indianapolis area, right. McDonald's. Right. If I'm not mistaken. Right. And uh, I actually think his story is on either Sports Center or CBS or something like that or HBO. Yeah, it's been running. It's um, I think I read it off um, SportsIllustrated.com. It, you know. I don't know what to say about that, about about the one and dones, other than it need to be some kind of opportunity for them to to go back. But it has to be on a player, though. So it's really not a school responsibility to have something like that, I don't guess, because they make the choice to come out 
and take a take a chance this of that. This is true. This is true. But I think if you want to save face, mm-hmm. so to speak, with some of the guys who have no business coming out and are listening to outside sources mm-hmm. instead of listening to what's really important. Excuse me, which is the coaches and your athletic directors, you know, or your position coach. This is where one of those, that deal there where this rule should apply, you know. You look at a guy like a Jabari Parker, who we, who mentioned just a few minutes ago. Mm-hmm. He tears the ACL out for the season. And as soon as he tears his ACL, no, nobody knows what he's going through, but right. he's taking correspondence classes at Duke to now to further his degree. Mm-hmm. And you look at guys, not to be biased, you look at some of the Auburn players that came out this year, Sammy Coates. Mm-hmm. He had one more year of eligibility left. Yeah. But he's leaving on good terms because he got his degree. Right. You look at the Duke Williams, who could have come out, but decided to stay because he wanted that degree. He wanted that piece of paper to show that, hey, I made it. You know? So I think this is. Those are. Those are little situations there. But mm-hmm. I think that's the example of where it works. Mm-hmm. You know, and the examples where it doesn't work. Um, so it's just, it's real sad. Like I said, real sad. Yeah, but before we continue on, I want to bring on somebody that's that's part of the show as well. He actually introduced me to the guest that we're going to be having on at the bottom of the hour, Jelly Roll. We're going to welcome Sergeant Doughboy to the show. How you doing today, sir? What's up, brother? What's up? <laughs> What's going on, bro? <laughs> oh, not much, man. How you doing? I'm good, bro. What you doing, man? Oh, man, I'm about to jump in this bottle of crown. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 talking about uh, talking about Jelly Roll, you know, he's got that album, uh, uh, Crown Weed Waffle House. <laughs> yeah, but you have you heard, have you heard some of his newest stuff now? It, it don't even, if, if you close your eyes and listen to him, you'll be like, you'll think he, he's a different person. He don't even um, yeah. do, do a lot of that, that kind of rap now. Oh, for real? No, I hadn't heard a lot of his newest stuff, man. Of course, you know I've been busy with doctor's appointments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he uh he actually has an EP called The Whiskey Sessions, and uh you when I play with play this song when he come on, you're gonna be like, man, he definitely got a different sound. But I know you, you've been following Jelly Roll since the beginning. I know you'll probably be one of the fans that will continue to um you know support him. I know he he, oh, yeah. had caught, he caught some kind of backlash on on social media, and I saw he had posted this long Instagram message because I guess somebody was questioning him the, the way he had like trans he had transformed from you know rapping about drugs and money and all the stuff he went through to 
um, how his life is now. How he, you know, how he even got himself together and everything. And they, it, so, you know, I guess he, some fan had rubbed him the wrong way or whatever, and he, I mean, he wrote this long message about, you know, people just grow up and you know grow out of yeah. stuff. And, you know, he just transitioned to something different in his life, but he's still the same Jelly Roll. He's just, you know, well, he's just talking about different stuff now. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, talking about that, man, the, the thing about Jelly Roll, I mean, you know, I'm sure that he's still keeping it 100, though, with his new okay. music because, you know, I mean, you've been, you know, you've been hearing him for a long time, too, since I put you on him. And, um, you know, and I'm, you've done heard the new stuff now. I'm sure he's still 100, even though it's changed a little bit. But, um, what I'm getting at, what I like about him and Worm and Struggle and all them is that, you know, man, the rap nowadays, like the mainstream rap that's out there, I mean, it, they ain't talking about nothing but just cars and rims and that's it. I mean, me, man, I like to rap like back in the 90s that we grew up on when Tupac and all that, you know, when they were rapping about real-life stuff, you know, something that tells a story. And that's what I like about Jelly Roll and Worm and Struggle and Sonny Bama, all them guys, you know, they, they rap about, you know, st- something that you can relate to. You know, real life stuff. You know, that's that's what I like about the guys. You know, I know a lot, a lot of stuff miss on the radio because you know they call it, the stuff we listen on the radio they call it trap music. Now it's yeah. all about yeah, they glorify oh, yeah, I want to sell drugs, I want to do Molly, and and, and, yeah. and I want I want to go take take your girl from you or or take your oh. man and, and see yeah. they ain't telling no story, they, they ain't nah. telling nothing. Anything, but yeah, and he, you know, go further, a step further with that. You know, you go back to the 80, late eighties, early nineties. I mean, with Scarface, the far oh high. yeah, Scarface, yeah. You know, people like you know rappers and groups like that. Everything that they told had a story and a meaning behind it. Whether it yep. was love or hate, where they came from, how they got out. And how they gonna better themselves for the future? Here now, you know, all of it's glorifying, like Terrence said, and like what you said, stuff that really don't make a don't really make any kind of sense in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, yep, and uh, you know, and I tell you, man, I mean, you know, I remember back. And Terrence, you know what I'm talking about. Back in high school, man, you know when pop mm-hmm. was real big. I mean, man, you had the big old country rednecks, man, with the jacked up trucks, rebel flags hanging off the truck. But man, they were bumping some Tupac, man. You know because yep. that, that's you. I mean, it tells real life, and I mean, it don't matter what your race, nationality, religion. The point is, they were singing about something that somebody can obviously relate to in real life, and that's what I like about it. And it didn't matter where you were from, whether you were from the country, whether you're from the yep. city. You know, it just the music was real. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what I love. That's what I like about them guys. I mean, and to be honest with you, man, you know, I I want to try to help you, Terrence, to get Worm on. You know, I mean, he's rapping about the stuff he actually done, but he, you know, you've heard mm-hmm. some of his music, Sonny mm-hmm. Bama, you know. 
Uh, I can actually get Bubba Sparks on, man, because, you know, he dated my cousin for seven, eight years. He's still in love with her. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure I can get him on, too, man. But, you know, he's got some new stuff out, too, you know. He does. And, uh, you know, Andy went through a hard time. You know, he was back here in LaGrange for the past two years almost, man, because uh, mm-hmm. one of his songs that he made was uh, Macintosh Road oh. right there up there in uh, LaGrange. Mm-hmm. And, uh you know, he had to come back home because, you know, he really got out there on pills and stuff real bad, you know. So he came yeah. back home here to get his mind together and try to straighten up. Now he's got some new stuff coming out, and it's probably about like what you're saying Jelly Roll has done. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, now, Jelly Roll actually sings now, too. Did you know that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I saw one. I forgot what song that was, but it was like he was sitting down and playing the acoustic and stuff and singing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I saw one. I forgot what song that was, but I saw that too. But yeah, actually, you know, good. He's coming on, is he still coming on tonight? Oh yes, he'll be on uh, seven thirty. He'll be on at seven thirty. Okay, uh, we have uh, we have Kalisa coming on from Jamaica. She'll be coming on okay. at the top of the hour. She performed at the Redemption Live concert for Bob Marley's seventieth um, birthday uh, celebration That's that they cool. had out there in Kingston, Jamaica. Uh, we, and I, we have and to, I know I know you would love to be there, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we actually we watched it. We watched it on our honeymoon. We was down in Panama City Beach. Uh, we had it on streaming on the tablet, mm-hmm. and you know we just decided uh, the the interviewer because she had these pants on that winded light. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I had sent her a tweet asking what kind of pants they were and where she get them from and everything. That's and that's how this interview came about. So, <laughs> well, I, I tell you, well, and that's good, man. I, I mean, you know, the more you can reach out and get more contacts, the better, man. You know. And uh, let me ask you a question: uh, Are you doing any kind of news right now on your show, like talking about local news or main news? No, but that w- that would be something good though, because. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I won't be like I get tired of watching Knowledge Channel Three or whatever that is. Yeah, they be sitting there. It, <laughs> well, it just the reason I was with. asking, man, uh, not unless uh, you got something else about to come up. I mean, I don't want to hold up the airtime, but I was just wanting to know: Did you hear about what happened uh, two days ago here in Cham? Well, it didn't happen in Chambers County, but it was a lawyer here in Chambers County. Oh no! You, you can tell us about it. We, we got we got a little well, over ten minutes. Well, uh, Brent Dean, man, he was in uh, a lawyer in Lafette. He was actually in with old Mark Carlton, and uh, uh-huh. you know, attorney at law. But uh, anyways, man, he was found uh, dead in his vehicle with a gunshot wound to his chest. Uh, wow! Right right on the other side of Lochapoca in Lee County, in a dense uh-huh. wooded area. Now picture this. First of all, if you're going to kill yourself, who does it in the chest? <laughs> I mean, come on, that's number one. Number two, man, I mean, you know, we we all know how it is around here. And I, I'm just saying, you know, it's just funny to me when I read Elizabeth White's, you know, article on it, talking about uh, that uh, law enforcement is saying there's no foul play, but they still investigate. Man, that, that's foul play all day long. I mean, Ray Charles can see that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but what I'm saying is, is that you know, um, this morning when uh, 
I took uh, Aubrey, you know, to get her something to eat, me or something to eat. You know, I stopped at the raceway right there, mm. or racetrack, whatever that is, right there. And uh, there was uh, two people in there talking about it. And we got to talking about it, and I said, you know, if everybody would stand up together at the same time, we can make a difference, at least in this county, of how it is right. and get rid of the good old boy click system, you know. But Amen. it just seems funny to me also, though, it seems funny also, though, that not long after Elizabeth White posted what she posted, because it was on the Valley Lynette chat, and everything came down off of it. It's like it's hush-hush now. And, I mean, that's, that, that makes it even more suspicious. You know, but uh-huh. I, I just wanted to know if you heard about that. You know, that's why I was asking. <laughs> no, I haven't heard about that, man. Um, I just crazy how they sweep stuff under the rug here so much. We got a lot of cold cases. <laughs> well, that's just like that's just like Mike Cook, man. You know, he was a lawyer here, and you know, he was real fine. I mean, everybody that knows Mike Cook, he was he was all about himself. He wasn't about to kill himself. Especially right. when he just got off the phone with his mama saying that he'll be there in a minute to give her something. It was either her birthday or his mother's day, but he had gifts for her. And when he didn't show up within an hour, she got worried. That's how, and when they went out there, that's when he was found dead. But they tried to say that was suicide. You know, yeah. I mean, it, it's just crazy, man, around here. You know, I, I just I just don't understand why people are so blind to it. I just don't understand. And that's what me and this guy and this woman were talking about in, in, in the store, you know, because they were saying the same thing I'm saying, and I said, well, you know, they can't kill us all if we all get together at the same time, you know, and and, and not just the county, but the state of Alabama, the country as a whole. Look at this country, man. It's going to hell in a handbasket. And it's just, if everybody would stand up together as Americans, not as white, not as black, not as I'm talking about as Americans, I yes. feel like, man, we can make a difference, man. Amen. But, but all we can do is just put it in the Lord's hands, what I say, you know. I mean, every time I pray every night, you know, I make sure I pray for the world, you know, and this country. And, of course, you know, I follow a little bit more being a combat veteran, you know. It, it just bothers me. Just like when I'm looking at the news, seeing what ISIS is doing, man. I mean, they done took over stuff that we fought and died and bled for, man. They done took over those towns that we took over, you know? Right. Now it's like it's all done in vain, you know what I'm saying? Right. And, so now, and, and, now, and, now, and of course it is going to bother me. <laughs> yeah. And see, so now we got to send more troops over there to retake that again. And yep. All man. because. All because. But hey, I do want you to hang hang on with us. Well, uh, I was gonna say, especially... man, uh, you said you said he's coming on at seven thirty, so I'm gonna call back in about five or ten minutes prior before seven thirty. Okay. All right. I'm gonna we'll... I'm gonna call back in and because uh, I'm still trying to finish up some stuff here at the house, but uh, I just wanted to make sure I talk to you fellas and tell y'all, hey, and God bless, and I hope everything's going good. Well, I appreciate that, man. God bless to you too. Uh, definitely, definitely call back in because I, I definitely want you to talk to Jelly Roll because you want to introduce me to him and you told me his story, so that's why I listened to him and you know started yeah. liking him as well. All right, brother. Well, I'll holler at you in just a bit. All right, appreciate you, man. Doughboy. Yeah, boy, Sergeant Doughboy. We're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back. Whoop. 
They'll do it for the vine for a couple of loops. Shawty show me shaking for a combination. Wanna see the money start the conversation. Looking for a nigga with some money. Trying to gain to his side like laundry. Shawty say I'm dope with a sack. Looking for me, she don't want Oh, my God. 
Yeah. Fly. Fly music. Yeah. I do this. <laughs> Just for fun, though. Until something big happens. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Now I'm on the new mission. Free women, I'm through fishing. Now she get the chair and I'm in her head like a beautician. Someone please call 911. No Ursha Raymond. I'm too confessing. She asked me who I'm texting. Like, ooh, who is you stressing? Follow me on Twitter. Turn dirty 
every coliseum. I see enough to hold. See so many hearts, but the ruins though. Group is hanging backstage with wet pantyhose. I suppose they just want to be starry-eyed. But sometimes scarred hearts are really hard to hide. So they try to disguise what they see inside. Visions of a star in between the thighs. But I'm not the one to give a better life. But I am the one to grant you one night. A passion, sex and romantic antics. Make you lose stitches in your panties. Mad bitches fall in love to no end. We are only fuck buzz, never real friends. See the city, I'm only visiting. So for this one night, I suggest you get it in.
Underground Media. I am your host, T-Rex. We got Jermaine in the building, and we're going to continue our show. I want to thank you all for listening to the music we was providing you all. Definitely, definitely grateful for that. But now, we're going to bring in our special guest. He really doesn't need an introduction. He is a great artist, underground legend. He has gone through a transformation, and we're going to be talking about uh, his music, and of course, uh, the Whiskey Sessions EP that he has out. We're going to welcome Jelly Roll to the show. How you doing tonight, sir? Yo, yo, yo. What's up, T-Rex? Hey, man. How you doing? Oh, man, I'm good, man. I'm actually just finishing up a little Walmart something. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, what, what, you, what you picking up at Walmart tonight? 
But man, I'm actually just grabbing a whole bunch of water and just just prepping for the week, trying to trying to get my week where I got a real busy week, man. So I try to come in on Sundays and just get what I need for the week on a Sunday when I know I'm gonna be in town for the whole week, man. Okay, okay. So what what, what do you have going on this week? I, uh, actually, man, we got band rehearsal the whole week for the tour. Uh, we're getting that together, uh, finishing up the mixtape therapy to music five. I'm finna just give away some something something for the people again. And, uh, you know, recording, man. Just, I'm in the studio literally, you know, eight, ten hours a day. Okay, that's what's up. Now, I know you just played uh, played at the Playboy Sessions. Can you tell us about that experience and, and, um, and how you was received doing that gig? Dude, it was nuts. It was like my team had called me and asked me if I was interested in uh, in doing this uh, doing this thing called the Playboy Sessions because the uh, chief editor of Playboy, man, shout out to Brooklyn, he had seen the Whiskey Sessions, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's what's up. That's what's up. So, um, he, he, had seen, he had seen the Whiskey Sessions, and he was moved by them, so he was like, man, it'd be cool if we did that at Playboy because they were thinking about bringing back a version of Playboy After Dark. And uh, I was like, yeah, man, I'd love to do it. I was there for the week of the Grammy, so we did that like as a pre-Grammy party up at the Playboy office. It was awesome. Okay, were you starstruck being in that in that type of environment, or you you just you know just took it in as usual? Say that one more time, brother. I'm sorry. I said, were you kind of at at all starstruck when you was there playing there, or you just just took it in like you usually do it at, at your shows? Whenever I was a kid, man, my father told me that uh, anytime you score a touchdown in life, try to try not to act like it's your first one. Okay. Thank you so much, Hunter. Uh, so I try, I tried to actually carry that philosophy in there, uh, but the moment was whenever I looked up and seen the big Playboy logo, right? That's whenever it was real. I was like, dude, I'm at the fucking Playboy place. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but uh, it was like, I was like, dude, I'm here. But uh, it was cool, man. It was like super, super cool, man. It was a uh, it was humbling, dude. It was humbling too, you know, just just to be there. And you know, I called my father afterwards, and I was like, Dad, I figure a father's worst nightmare is for his daughter to call and say she's on Playboy. But it's probably got to be a proud moment for me to tell you that your son's in Playboy. You know, so, <laughs> he, uh, yeah, <laughs> he was uh, he was tickled, man. So it was cool, man. It was a good thing. It was a big look. It was a way bigger look than I thought it would be. It it, it aimed a whole new group of people at me. And it kind of like even my booking agency, you know, people just kind of started being like, okay, this dude really got some traction. Because we're just getting odd angles. I mean, fuck, dude, who do you know that's going to fucking breaking music on Playboy.com? You know what I'm saying? That's not like shit that happens for people. Like, this, this, there has to be something crazy going on in my world for shit like that to be working right now. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, that's, that, that was amazing. That, that was very amazing for uh, the gig, the, man. The, 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 my name is Humphrey Mayne. The question I got for you is the same question I asked everybody else. You, you, you're breaking up just a little bit, brother. It says I got full service. Check, check. Mm-hmm. All right. The question that I have is when they come on the show, every artist. Man, I don't what? know what it is, but this is tough. Hello? T Rex. Can you hear me? There we go. Now we back. And then we went again. Right. Lost him again. There uh, we go. Okay. <laughs> all right. So my question is, I ask all the artists when they come on the show, 
if you could headline a show, who would be your your lineup? Or like say three, four, or five artists. If you could like headline a show with some artists, who would they be? If I could, if I could do a show with some of them, I wouldn't want to say headline because the guys I bring, I definitely wouldn't want to open up for. I mean, I wouldn't want them to open up for me. Um, man, I would just, you know, I would, I would love to do a mess up, man. I would love to tour. I would love to tour with some old rock and roll groups, man, like fucking ZZ Top or uh, the Dave Matthews fans and uh, uh, some of these people who are getting, you know, these million dollar tickets tonight. I would just love to see how they operate and how that full moving stuff was and just to, you know, kid rock. You know what I'm saying? Shit like that. I think that'd be so dope, man, to tour with some of those just mega Taylor Swift type acts. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, just to be on the same stage as those people, I think, would be an honor. But to do a duet duet with somebody – you know whether on stage or off stage. That's the other question I have for you. Who who would you want to do a duet with? Uh, I would like to work with uh, I'd like to work with Kid Rock. Uh, I would like to work with uh, you know, just that whole era of rock and roll kind of rap music. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> just uh, the Kid Rocks of the world, the old the old Lincoln Parks. I'd love to collab with some of those guys who kind of paved the way for the sound that I'm chasing now. You know, Uncle Cracker was a guy I always wanted to collab with, and I had, I had the luxury of doing that last year. You know, just some of the guys that kind of pioneered the uh, the sound that I'm using this today. You know what I'm saying? Because it's by far not super. You know, this 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 is something they paved the way for. Like you said, man. Like some of the actions you did. That you named off like the ZZ Tops, the Dave Matthews bands, and people like that. that. That's music that I listen to, and I can just just feel your passion when you say that's who you want to work with, and that's who you want to learn from. I mean, where 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 else does that passion for music come from? Um, my mama, man, my mother was like one of them women who, uh, God bless her, she can't really sing. But she sang her ass off every day. You know, we would go out. I remember vividly being in the kitchen and her listening to oldies and old Motown music. You know what I'm saying? And uh, just how just influenced I was by that whole culture and coming up. And old traditional country music, outlaw music, and uh, things like that. You know what I mean? So being from Tennessee, especially Nashville, you know what I mean? Like, we just grew up on so much different kind of music. Um, I want to welcome, welcome in a special guest. Actually, this is a, a, a best friend of mine. He introduced me to you years ago. Uh, he, he listened to your music, uh, Struggle, Worm. Uh, he, he brought me into the, listen to your music, and I just want to say that I, I became an instant fan then. And I know you have been going through a transformation from you know the music that you was doing in the earlier times to um, the, the, the music you have gone now. Uh, I want to welcome in Sergeant Doughboy to the show. He's also a big fan of yours as well. You there, Sergeant Doughboy? Doughboy, Doughboy, what's up, man? Yeah, hey, what's up, Jelly Roll? How you doing, brother? Man, I'm good. Thank you so much for spreading the good gospel. That's what I <laughs> I mean, listen, 
if I could just find me five hundred thousand more doughboys, spread this word, this shit gonna work. <laughs> yeah, yes sir, yes sir. Hey, uh, Jelly Roll, look, man, I got a few questions for you, brother. Um, I like all your songs, man, but three of them, you know, back, you know, on back before you go into this transformation that you're doing now. But back to the start, uh, Fire and Rain with, uh, you know, featuring, you know, James Taylor and Dream While I'm Awake. Them are my top number three songs that I can listen over every day, and I do listen to it every day because. Them three songs right there, man, has put an inspiration in my life with the struggles and the hard times that I go through. And I just want to let you know, man, that it, it keeps me from blowing my damn head off, cousin. And man, I just want to let you know that you're doing good work, and it's, it's inspirational. And man, if you could tell me about those three, if you can tell me about those three songs briefly, like what 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 drove you to do those three songs, you know? Right. Well, here's the thing, man. It's funny because you label those three songs as before the transformation, right? But yep. those three songs were the pivotal points in the transformation, right? Okay. Uh, what were they? There was Dream While I'm Awake, James Taylor, yep. Iron Rain, and what was the other one? Yep. Uh, back to the Start with Lil' White. Back to the Check this out. So, right, so follow this because this is going to be crazy to you because you're actually going to be the first person who got insight into how I changed, right? Right. Whenever I did Dream While I'm Awake on the on the record that I released that on, I believe it was on uh was that probably the mid grade miracle? Um okay. or was it Whiskey Weed and Waffle House? Um I think it was Whiskey Weed and Waffle House. Right. So whenever we finished that record and we had shot the first video we shot was that uh Yeah motherfucker, yeah motherfucker, yeah. Yeah, and we yeah. shot uh yep. uh 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 dreaming. Um and I and I went to go shoot Dream While I'm Awake, and I remember being like, man, I got this record called Dream While I'm Awake. It's got a heavy piano in it. I would like to do something different, right? Yeah. So if you look mm-hmm. at the video, I walk out with a with a fedora hat on and a vest, yep. right? Yep. Yep. I've never wore a fedora hat. I never wore a vest, and I never sat in front of a musical instrument. No video. I've done all trap music before that. But I just okay. felt like that song needed to convey a different message because it was so deep and it was so much my heart where I was at in that moment. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I felt I just that. kind of, yeah, I just felt like I was between nothing and everything. And uh, whenever I got such a good reception to that song, I, I went and did Fire and Rain, right? And Fire and Rain okay. is who got me the deal with the people I'm with now that kind of helped me craft my sound. Uh, okay. When they came down to Nashville, they were like, yo, we've been studying you on YouTube. It was a guy named Jingle Jared from L.A. He said, man, we've been studying you on YouTube. He said, this record you did with James Taylor, you took the James Taylor Fire and Rain sample. He was like, I could just hear the honesty in your voice. I could hear the conviction. I could hear pain. He was like, why don't you make more music like that? I was yeah. like, well, it's kind of fucking, you know, more towards rock and roll country. He was like, and that's what we mm. need to make. You know what I'm saying? If that's what you're doing. Yeah. If, that, if, that, if that's the best version of you we think we heard, that's what we're interested in working with. And then uh, the Back to the Start record was a Willie Nelson sample. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, uh, it was, we sampled, yeah. Yeah, we sampled some old Willie. So it was like, the uh, if this what I'm doing now is no different than what I've always done, except for it's more guitar-driven and more live mm-hmm. instrument-driven. And the biggest thing mm-hmm. is like, Yippie Kaye would be no different than what Welcome to the Trap House was. Yeah, I just per- like Yippie Kaye is not the meat of my record. You know what I'm saying? Records like that—that's just a record you do to get people to party. And our goal is to get people to listen to what we're saying, so we can actually say something. So yes. you know, trap out. And it's just I just the negative annotation of promoting 
I had kids that was coming to me that was like, man, and we out here traveling hard, jelly. White boys like you let us know that we can do shit like that too. And then I'm just like, whoa, that, that I never wanted that. I never wanted to feel like I was pushing kids into believing that selling drugs was okay. Exactly. So, yeah, you know, so I just I I wanted to change the spirit of my music. That's what I tell people. My music didn't change as much as my spirit did. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I wanted kids yeah. to get something from my music, but Therapeutic Music Five is on its way, brother. It'll be out next week. Well, it's, it's, yeah, it's yeah, old I, jelly. You know what I mean? And I was and I was going to ask you too, Jelly. Uh, now, Knocking on Heaven's Door featuring Diverse. Now, is that one of your new ones? It's it's actually Diverse's record, man. Uh, Dudley oh, okay. Ross is on that song, right? Dudley's okay, a dude now, from the I'm from Chambers County, man, and I'm not. Okay. I'm like 45 minutes from Columbus, and I noticed that you said like. South of Nashville, west uh, west side of Columbus, and yeah. I noticed when the video started up, it said Chambers County Films, and uh, yep. the video, you know, that y'all did, and you know, I, you know, me and T from Chambers County. <laughs> right. But, uh, hey, yo, y'all need to come out, man. May first, Scullys. Okay. May first, Scullys, Jelly Roll Live, it's going down. Right. It'll be a beautiful show. Beautiful, beautiful May, night. May first. Uh, what is it, Scullys? Yes, sir. All right, and uh. One more, uh, two more little questions for you, man. Um, Absolutely. Do you have a, um, by any chance, man, if you can help help a veteran out, um, do you have one of those big posters that says uh, Crown Weed, Waffle House, you know, the? do you have one of those posters available where you can autograph it and send it to me? I got a poster I can send to you, not the Whiskey Weed and Waffle House one, because Waffle House sued me. For you, oh, logo. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, man. But uh, I definitely got a. Po- I'll send you one of the new posters, man. And if you can, if you can uh, just make it out to the show, man, we'll hang out and I will sign one for y'all then. May first, man, okay. right around the corner. Forty-five all days, right. bro. It's gonna be a great. It's gonna be a great show. I'll and, make sure y'all uh, took care of VIP and all that. Yes, all right. I appreciate it. One more question, man. What's your favorite college uh, SEC team football? Oh man, I hate. Oh, you can't ask me that. Uh, no, you probably Tennessee, huh? <laughs> man, no, it's like, you know, here, here's the thing, man. I look at college football, and I'm not trying to get away from answering the question, but I look at college football like I look at mixed martial arts. You know, I'm a huge UFC fan. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm such a fan of the sport itself that, you know, there's certain fighters I favor towards, but mm-hmm. ultimately I'm just a fan of a good fight. Okay, uh, that's what's up. Yeah, you know, so it's like I'm the same way in college football. I'm a fan of a good game. I'm from Tennessee, so my all my brothers were volunteer fans. But my other sister and brother I grew up in the same household with were Auburn Tiger fans. And uh, Yeah, that is you, more damn eagle. <laughs> and, yeah, 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 for sure. And, 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 you know, and here goes the crazy side of that. Not just saying this because y'all are from Ohio. You know, I fell in love with a woman from Columbus. We was in a relationship together for like a year. Uh, yeah. We broke up just based on the principle of, you know, she wanted uh, – a family man. She had a son, and she wanted a family man. And unfortunately, my career don't allow me to be that. Uh, exactly. But yeah. I love I love her to death. So obviously, spending a year with her, you know, I'm, I'm a I love the Buckeyes. You know what I'm saying? You can't be in yeah. Columbus as much as I was in Columbus and not ride for the Buckeyes. So yeah, uh, yeah. I'm just in a place where I just love a good college football game, man. It's just one of my favorite things in life. It's a good college football game, a good MMA fight, a good boxing match. Yeah. Uh, not a huge basketball fan, admittedly, but uh, mm-hmm. definitely love college football. Well, Jelly Roll, I just want to tell you, man, God bless you and God bless your career, man. I hope everything goes good for you, brother. I'm going to continue to keep following you. Um, I just yeah, want to let you know. 
I just want to let you know, brother, man, that you got a lot of inspirational words in your songs and music, man. And I just want to let you know, man, that you helping me. Music is my therapy. And listening to people like you, man, that's what's keeping me going on because I got a little girl, man, that I got to look after. And, you know, um, you know, I came back home from Iraq and Afghanistan effed up, which I was a little effed up before I went in the Army, but, you know, it just made it even worse for me. And I just want to let you know, man, you're an inspiration, and uh, God bless you, man, and I appreciate the interview, brother. Man, though, thank you, man. Brother, God bless you for the time you served, man. You went and did what I wasn't able to do and hold your head up. I look forward to seeing you on, on, on May the 1st, making a point to block that day off in your calendar, brother. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, you I, I will, and I'm going to make sure that I kidnap T. He going. <laughs> Y'all come on, man. I said, din, 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 dinner's on me that night. That's my word. Dinner is on me that hey, night. I appreciate it, Jelly. All right, have a, have a good one, brother. Peace. You too, brother. That's That was Sergeant Doughboy, definitely a best friend of mine. And like I said, I was grateful for him introducing me to your music because Yes, your music is inspiration, and uh, also I know that you have matured a lot, and we can tell by by your music. Uh, the question I want to ask you: um, How are you received now that you that you know your music is the same, but your spirit has changed? How has the the fans that that has ride and died with you from the beginning? How are they receiving the sound that you're putting out now? And then also with the new fans that you are getting from you know with, with the music you're producing now. I'm blessed to say that 90% of my fans are just like Sergeant Doughboy, man. They they back me. You know, they, they they feel connected with me. They thank me. You know what I'm saying? They say they're going to ride with me through whatever. And, uh, you know, it's just obviously I lost some people along the way, and, and, and I knew that would happen. But mm-hmm. I, had, I listen, man, I don't regret what I did. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't regret changing my mentality and changing my spirit and changing – the spirit of my music, you know what I mean? Uh, it was never to go country. I'm not going country. I don't even consider the music I'm making country. Uh, I consider it more rock and roll, honestly, uh, because it's kind of got the spirit of old rock and roll. We're still drinking whiskey. We're still having a good time, but we're mm-hmm. just having a good time. You know what I mean? It's uh, I just wanted to grow, man, and, 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 and people that can't respect that, I understand I might not be your cup of tea. There's some rapper that's going to come up that's going to be – encouraging y'all to go sell drugs and be a drug dealer and give you, you know, really hype, up-tempo, shooting each other music. And that's fine. If that's what you want to subscribe to, that's your personal thing. But I right. can't give it to you no more, man. It's not, I'm a father, dude. You know, listen, man, I hear those real truth. Bro. I got out of jail in 2009, right? And I, things happened to me in that course of my life that hadn't happened to me before. One, I met my daughter. So... I experienced an un- a, a different kind of love and a different kind of pressure than I've ever experienced. You know, the pressure to be a role model and the pressure to be somebody she could look up to and somebody that would always provide for and be there for. Uh, I fell in love a couple times over the last five years. Genuinely fell just head over heels in love with a woman. I never, you know, I didn't respect women enough to fall in love with them before that. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, my, mu- my music reflected that. You know what I mean? Uh so it's like, you know, I fell in love with, with, with a couple of different women and their children, and, and, and they sewed into my life. And just things changed, man. And I always wanted my music to be honest. That was what was big to me was like, you know, no disrespect to Gotti, man. He's a good friend of mine. Gotti's been making cocaine music for 10, 12, 13, 14, 15 years. Gotti's not selling cocaine no more. You know what I'm saying? Gotti had to sell yeah. cocaine in, in, in a decade plus. You know what I mean? Uh, oh, yeah. 
why do, why do, why would anybody want to be what they've always been? Why would you want to be the worst the worst version of yourself forever? You know what I'm saying? Like why would you want to go in the studio and recreate probably the darkest moments of your life all the time in a glorifying way? Because anybody who's really done that knows there's no glory in that at all. There, that story. I've never seen a story. I don't, I don't. I don't know a retired drug dealer yet. I haven't met one yet. I met a couple guys that made some good flips and some good investments and got out. You know what I'm saying? But I ain't met too many. I ain't met one yet that didn't get out without a scar. Neither. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. So it's just uh, you know, once my music started, you know, my music it gave me a platform where I was making a living, making music. It was like. I felt fake to go in there telling people, welcome to the trap house. You know what I mean? I felt fake telling people. I don't even perform that at my shows no more. I just feel fake doing that, living that. Plus, fuck, I didn't want to be that person in the first place. This is the message I want to get to people right now. You don't have to be who you've always been. You don't have to be who you feel like you're stuck being. We can literally be whatever we want to be. Literally, we can literally wrap our head around whatever you can shoot for whatever. And there's sections to it, it's phases, and it's a lot of hard work and dedication that goes into that. But I mean, literally, bro, think about that, T Rex. We can be whatever we want to be, bro. You can be what you want to be in life. You can shoot, you can, you can be the best version of yourself you can imagine. You can work towards that. Amen to that, man. Amen. Dude, that's that's some deep knowledge, and I really appreciate you taking the time to come on the show to, you know, spread that because what we hear on the radio now is not the message that that we need to hear. And like artists like you definitely need need that mainstream platform to help educate people and and just you know, just to show that there's no glory to living that way. You know, that's something that that was a time in your life you had you had to do that to make a living or whatever. But I really appreciate how you transformed from that. You matured, and you know, you moved on from it. And you know that that part of your life, you went through it, but it doesn't, put, you know, put a cloud over you today because you 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 know you you was able to move on and transition to something else. Now we have a song um, by you, the acoustic version of Sunday Morning. Um, can you tell us about that record? Man, I had a. Uh, I wrote the record with a guy in Ohio, actually Columbus. A guy named Christian, a great dude. We got in the studio vibing. He had a guitar. He had an idea. We had an idea, and uh, I took it to L.A. and Jingle Zero was like, "Yo, we should we should produce it," and we produced it. And he had an idea to do this thing called the Whiskey Sessions, which would be do four or five of my songs that are like fully produced but broken down into an acoustic form, just you know, guitar, bass. Uh, uh, drum kit, you know, just simple old, like, back to the core of, you know, just acoustic music, like the Nashville way, because I'm from Nashville and I get it. And we did say Sunday morning just popped, you know, with just a song that people related to. I've had a horrible, I've had a bunch it's just, once again, it goes back to this, T. It's about being true to yourself. Every, every word in that song stemmed from personal experience. You know what I'm saying? There's oh, yes. There's not a word in that song that did not stem from personal experience. At some point in my life, you know, I get horrible hangovers. I woke up with one this morning. Um, <laughs> horrible, man. I got, we got on that bland bourbon last night, boy, and watched that Anthony Pettis fight. I just drank a little more than I thought I did. You don't realize how much you drank until you wake up feeling like fucking death. But, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so what did you think of that fight? 
Oh, dude, like, who thought Anthony Pettis was going to get his ass kicked like that? <laughs> you know what I'm I, saying? Like, listen, you go look at my Instagram. I'm like, get him show. You know, it shows me. I look, go look at my Instagram. I tweet. I Instagram a picture of Blanton Bourbon, right? I'm like, finna watch this Showtime Pettis fight. You feel me? Like, nobody thought Rob Hafiot the Sanjos was finna win that. Hafiot the Sanjos was finna win that fight, but him. You know what I'm saying? He's the only person. In the entire Dallas arena that night, the thought he, besides his kids and his wife and his coach, that thought he was finna win. And he did not just win. He beat that man up from bell to bell. I mean, mm-hmm. from buzzer to buzzer for 25 minutes. I never thought anybody would ever do that to Showtime, man. I thought I thought he was really going to have a reign. And uh, it's just that that sport's evolving, man. It's like if you can't wrestle and really wrestle and determine the pressure at fight, you know, mm-hmm. he just Anthony didn't have enough space to really get off. He just stayed in his ass the whole time. He pressured him the whole time, and 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 it just, Anthony could never get comfortable in what he was doing, man. And I'm sure Pettis will come back stronger. But I tell you what, I did think though. I did think jo- Joanna was going to kick the shit out of Carla as far as. Oh I yeah, I did. You? I could nobody believe it, but I was like, listen, y'all. I think I think this chick is fixing the fucking. She was she was scarily competent, like. I've never, I've yet, I haven't seen too many fighters that was that genuinely confident that was like, I'm going to go out here and beat her up. For sure. No, but she said in press conference, she said, none of y'all have to believe me. That's fine. But I'm telling y'all, I'm going to whoop this girl bad. And she did, boy. She put it on her. I think Alistair oh, yeah. Overeem looked, Alistair Overeem looked like he's kind of coming back into himself. Uh, I think Roy yeah. Nelson is a fucking tank. That kid, it's like unbelievable the kind of shots he can take. Yeah, but that was a legit knockdown, though, he had on Alistair. And if he had a couple more seconds, he probably would have finished him in that third round. Oh, no, for sure. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, Alistair said he was sore. I don't know if you've seen the post-fight press conference, but Overeem was like, dude, I'm sore. He's like, y'all think, y'all y'all thought that that was that dude is scary. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, I couldn't believe Cutter took that kick. Did you see the side of his ribs? Yes, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, Are there any shout outs you would like to give or or, or or in a website you'd like to plug before we play Sunday morning? Yeah, man. Jellyroll615.com. Uh, I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Jellyroll615 on both of them. Uh, Snapchat seems to be something popular now. At Jelly, uh, not at, but Jellyroll615 on Snapchat. I'm on Facebook. Uh, YouTube, man. Please just check me out. Tune in. I'm worth tuning into, man. I'm trying to build people who really tune into me, not just a song. You know, so let's just tune, tune in, tune into the Jelly Roll show. It's worth watching. I plan on hanging around a few more years, so it, it, it keep y'all occupied for a few years. Well, I want to thank you Shout so much. Shout out to much. Dove, man. Shout out to Dove. Oh, yeah. I always, I can't forget, I can't forget Dove, man. See, she's one oh, of yeah. the greatest PRs in the building, man. She just, she keeps me busy. She, she keeps me on the phone, and she, she got me some of the best looks, man, in the world. You know, just shows like this. Uh, this is fifty. She just really, really came through for me, man, and helped me transition my sound into uh, something different. Man. She's awesome. Oh yes, most definitely. Uh, I want you to introduce the Sunday morning song, and this song is going to take us out. I want to do thank you, Jelly Roll, for taking the time to be on the show. I'm going to let you close out the show with your song. Absolutely, man. Y'all look me up May first, two T, man. You heard, you heard, you heard. Sorry, say he's going to drag you out. Um, 
Yeah, man, it's your boy Jelly Roll, man. Y'all checking out Sunday morning, the acoustic version, because it's Sunday morning. <laughs> it really is, though, kind of still. Holler. Let me light a cigarette and drink me a beer. It's Sunday morning. And if my baby calls, tell her I ain't here. It's Sunday morning. The bar is closing down again. Me and all my rowdy friends. I think the sun's coming up again. It's Sunday morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Sunday morning. Yeah, yeah. Another Sunday morning, another weekend worth of kicking it. Now I'm sitting on the couch and mentally reliving it. Guess I'll chalk it up. It's just a part of the fast life. A stranger's in my room and she looked so much better last night. The radio's loud. Someone turn this shit down. In my living room, it looks like a fraternity house. Man, I swear to God, I regret this shit every Sunday. I'm in dire need of a Tylenol and a Gatorade. My stomach hurts, man. I know I blew a lot of cash. But I'd be lying if I said that I ain't have a blast. The weekend's gone. I can't believe it again. But I know on Friday, I'll be drinking again. So let me light a cigarette and drink me a beer. It's Sunday morning. And if my baby calls, tell her I ain't here. It's Sunday morning. The bar is closing down again. Me and all my rowdy friends. I think the sun's coming up again. It's Sunday morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Sunday morning. Yeah, yeah. I lost my rent money. I'm about to get evicted. On top of that, my fat ass woke up next to a midget. And all that I remember was us kicking it and laughing. And then I woke up like, what the fuck happened? I swear, every Sunday morning, I feel like a bad guy. There's a dude sleeping on my floor with a black eye. I lost my wallet, man. I must have left it at the bar. I got my keys, but I still can't find my car. So I'm just sitting here staring at the ceiling, dealing with such a gut-wrenching feeling The weekend's gone I can't believe it again But I know on Friday I'll be drinking again So let me light a cigarette And drink me a beer It's Sunday morning And if my baby calls Tell her I ain't here It's Sunday morning The bar is closing down again Me and all my ratty friends I think the sun's coming up again Sunday morning, yeah, yeah, it's Sunday morning, yeah, yeah, come on everybody, come on y'all, let me light a cigarette and drink me a beer, <laughs> it's Sunday morning, and if my baby calls, tell her I ain't here, it's Sunday morning. 